Hello and welcome to Game Like Training Radio, powered by the Golf Science Lab, where we're going to actually help you set up a practice and learning environment that works. So you play your best game on the golf course instead of on the range. Let's get into it. Hey, I'm one of your hosts, Cordy Walker. And I'm your co-host, Matthew Cook. And over the next few series and episodes, we're going to be diving into the learning sciences to help those of you out there set up more effective and efficient training environments to improve skills. You know what? The topic of learning is really underexplored in in golf. And Matt and I have been talking about doing this for a while. And I'm glad that we are because we barely scratched the surface. Did a season of episodes on Golf Science Lab where we talked about this. But there's just so much more. So we're coming back. We're going to dedicate an entire show to nothing but learning and practice. But before we get into it, who we are. So you know a little bit about our perspectives and where we come from. Matt, why don't you go first? Yeah, so I'm a golf coach, co-founder of Game Light Training Golf, but I'm also a practice and training consultant. I educate coaches around the world and also students around the world on effective learning principles so they can build and develop better practice strategies so they can improve skills more effectively. Awesome. Man, you have such good content. Your your workbooks and guides are, are so good. So I'm excited that we're doing this. For me, if you don't know me, I do a couple things in golf. Number one is I run a site for golf instructors called Golf and Life of where we do education around better coaching practices and better teaching practices and also launch the golf science lab where we explore different topics through the lens of research. And so you can uh, check that out at golfsciencelab.com. I'd recommend that you do. But on this show, we're diving into some really good topics with some really good people. Matt, who do you have lined up for the season? I'm so excited to have these conversations with these people. We have John Kessel, the Director of Sport Development over at the United States Olympic Association. John has done some incredible work with Richard Schmidt and Tim Lee, so he is he's really on the ball with motor learning and the sciences there. We also have Trevor Reagan from Train Ugly. He's done some great work with Carol Dweck and Mindset. And we have my personal favorite, good friend of mine, Dr. Fran Pirazzolo. Not only does he work with some incredible coaches around the world, but he still works with multiple professional athletes, not just in golf on the PGA Tour, but also in baseball. So he has another perspective and it's going to be really cool to have the conversations with them guys. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to have conversations with some of these experts We're also going to do some episodes uh, diving into different research, different papers, specific topics. We're just going to cover the gamut for the next couple months here on the game like training radio. On this episode, we're just going to intro a couple things. I think a great place to start is game like training. Why game like training, Matt? It seemed logical to me that it should be called game like training because all the science and all the research points to training as close to the game itself practicing the actual tasks that you might be faced with in competition. So that's just like the game. And so game like training golf. Yeah. And you know, it's probably something that most of us know. I mean, we've heard practice like you play or or maybe you have, but just the concept of if your learning environment, if your practice environment isn't similar to the performance environment, that transfer isn't going to be that easy, which I'm sure you've seen, you've seen a hundred times, Matt, of working with a student who, uh, you know, who has a, a great swing or great pr- result on the range. And then they walk over to the golf course and, uh, you know, it, it's in the woods and out of bounds. Yeah. You know, the people that practice the more traditional way, they 
what we'll talk about in the show is they contextualize that type of, of training because it's nothing like the real-time playing environment. Standing on a driving range, you know, just raking ball after ball, it's not what they get the chance to do out in a tournament or out in the, the like you stated before, the performance environment. So the transfer is almost non-existent. Yeah, and, you know, some of it might come from just, like, beliefs that people have of, uh, you know, you have to hit a, a trash can full of golf balls and, and really find your swing and your hands should be bleeding. And, you know, just this concept of if you hit enough balls, you'll eventually get it, you know? And so that's why we've kind of shifted the conversation and we want to look at the research before we look at beliefs or what worked for one person a decade ago. Yeah, I think you said the right thing there, belief, belief-based and that's what it's been for, for far too long. We have so many intelligent academics out there that have spent time in the in the environment of these sports and these our domain golf. And they have some very good information that show us real evidence of how to learn and get better. Yet just through tradition, we have created and built up these beliefs on how we do get better and the typical one, like you just said, was hitting 500 balls. People have thought that it's just an equation. If I hit 500 balls a day for seven days a week over X amount of weeks, I've got the residual outcome has to be I get good when that's not the case. You know, it's the whole quality and quantity thing. And there's real good information out there that can help us as an industry to change that. Yeah, it is really interesting because, you know, a lot of this research has been around for a long time you know, honestly, decades, and we just haven't looked at it. Uh, and so, I mean, that's that's the goal, right? Let's, <laughs> exactly. let's get this out to more people. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? An, an interesting one is how, you know, the military and the medical industry and, you know, like pilots, they did listen and use this information on how to learn because they're using these same concepts and principles that we're going to show and exposed to people through this series. There's lives on the line in, in those domains. There's not lives on the line in golf most of the time. So, you know, those industries really took it on board and it's now time for us to take it on board. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, when you talk, uh, I've talked with a number of like researchers in the field and they'll often relate back to a study that they did with surgeons, for instance, or something like that. And it's, um, <laughs> if it works for them, uh, I think it'll work for golf. Like, let, let's apply that. Like, that's probably not a bad, bad model to, to work off of. And, you know, I, I think it comes back to something else as well is, as humans, you know, especially in this age, like we naturally go to what's easy. And so what's easy is rocking up to the, to the driving range, uh, grabbing a, the largest bucket of balls possible. And just like saying like, you know, if I hit enough of these, I'm going to get better. When the alternative is, you know, maybe you could dive in. Like, what's the alternative, or, or what's the the core premise of that would help that person? So the opposite of that would be rather than just rocking up to the practice ground and dropping, you know, a bag of balls on the range and just pulling your seven iron out, would be to have a goal in mind or to have some sort of maybe a performance game ready to play. You know, where it requires you using more than just one club and trying to hit more than just one shot. But it's not you just coming out with it and thinking of it on the spot. You've actually got a goal in mind. You know, whether it's you go on the putting green and rather than dropping five golf balls, you just take one and you have a certain skills game or task to do that's designed to improve your putting skills. 
you know, that's the alternative rather than just doing what's easy and what we've always done of the the whole rote repetition. Well, I mean, it also exercises the brain differently as well, right? Like if, if you're doing something like, you know, playing a game, uh, some type of game on the range or something like that, like you have a problem in front of you, which is like, maybe it's, you know, I have to hit a low fade, you know, to that green right there. Uh, and then the next shot is completely different, right? Com- different club, different type of whatever it might be. Uh, and you have to exercise this other part of your brain instead of just doing what's easy and just grabbing the next ball and trying to trying to hit the same shot that, that you did before. Yeah, exactly. And that's that all that's linked to deliberate practice and and you know, motor skills learning. Staying in that cognitive and associative phase of, of learning, not going to the autonomous, you know, the repetition thing again, not going straight to that. Something you've always something you've always done. It's the staying with different problems and you're trying to come up with different solutions all the time. It's that's the opposite always trying to have new problems in practice and trying to solve them problems. That's how you really get better. That's how you use those. That's how you use your brain in a different fashion to get better more quicker. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing is, is it's, it's more difficult, you know, like you have to embrace this desirable difficulty during your practice or that getting better is not just as simple as the quantity of reps. There has to be the quality to them, right? You know, I heard this really good analogy once, which was like, you know, let's say you hit a hundred golf balls, but it was just super easy. It'd be just like doing, uh, you know, bicep curls with a half a pound. Like (laughs) you aren't doing anything, right? You're just moving your arm. Exactly. Um, Whereas if, you know, you used the appropriate weight, you're actually going to gain some some muscle or whatever it is, right? Uh, the same is, is with skill. Like, it, I mean, if you do 100 shots, not thinking about anything, just hitting ball after ball, you're, you're doing nothing. But if you're hitting 20 shots, you know, looking at the problem, finding a solution, going through the full process, you know, really putting in and, and creating a learning environment that's representative of the course, you have some real benefits to that. Yeah, for sure. That's a great analogy. I had one explained to me, Quite a while ago, you know, if somebody give you an equation and the first time you tried to work it out, you had to think you maybe had to make a few notes and adding this and subtracting this or dividing this or however you worked it out. And then you came up with the answer. Uh, there's quite a process. There was a process involved with coming up with that answer. And if you got the same equation again, then you wouldn't have to work anything out. You just worked it out on the previous question. So... You just write the answer again. And if someone presented that same equation, you just write the answer. You don't do any working out. So I thought that was a good analogy for me. Yeah, no, that, that's super smart. So, you know, we've got game-like training. We're, we're doing that. We're going research-based over just belief-based coaching. And then, you know, let's kind of wrap with the concept of, of why we're spending the time to do this. Well, you know, why are we going to create all of this Um create all this education around this topic. You know, why is this important to you, Matt? Like the learning and practice, why is this important? I think myself and us as golf coaches, we almost have this sacred responsibility, you know, that people come to us for help and people come to us to, to get better at things in the golf game, obviously. And, you know, we need to be equipped with the knowledge and research and expertise to be able to do that for them. You know, we have... We have junior golfers that come to us with ambitions to go to college and get a, uh, some sort of scholarship and education. And, you know, some have ambitions to go and play professionally. 
Some of them don't, you know, and some people come to us because they want to learn how to play golf to go and play golf with their family. I think we have a, a sacred responsibility to be able to educate and teach people in line with what science is, is telling us. And so that's the real why behind it. Yeah, no, for sure. I, and, you know, for me, I look at it and I just see you know, all these people wasting time. They're practicing without getting better. And, and that's frustrating. And, you know, a lot of what people talk about around golf is is frustration and, and this these feelings of, you know, just why am I not getting better? Or why can't I perform or score how I want to score? And when you understand learning, when you understand this process, you, you start to get a clearer picture of, of what's going on. And it's almost like like you can finally see progress and see, see what it light, takes to perform. Yeah, <laughs> you can see exactly. And so, you know, the, you know, one of my missions is just like, let's let's make learning more effective and just educate people on learning and, and so that people stop wasting time. So that is that's the goal, man. We're, we're going to help people get more effective and understand how people actually get good. Yeah, exactly. Well, that just about wraps up our intro episode here to the first season of Game Like Training Radio. Really excited to kick this off for y'all. We have some amazing guests coming your way over the next couple months. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, get on the email list here at Golf Science Lab and stay up to date on all of the content that's coming your way. I really just can't wait to bring in this new show. Thanks, Matt, for, for joining and we'll talk to y'all soon.